Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hey community, before we get started in today's episode, I want to talk to you a little bit about education and how important it is to get information from, well, others in the industry and being able to dissect what they have to say. There's no doubt you can get the most education jam-packed into one day at Mobile Tech Expo 2022. Sheldon, what can you tell us about the lineup for uh, Education Day at Mobile Tech? Well, it's pretty incredible this year. It's actually the most education we've ever had by far. So now you really get to choose. Do you want to get hands-on experience with Mike Phillips and try to you know, learn how to use a buffer better? Or you think you're pretty good and you just need some more business and marketing direction. So we have sessions on those as well. We actually have 11 completely different tracks of education. So you can really pick and choose and get really close with the instructor on whichever topic you choose. So it might not be the exact packed rooms because we're spreading everything out, but we want to give people a bigger variety of options and also get that chance to really talk to the instructor one-on-one and get that first, that amazing experience you just can't do online. Hey, there's no doubt. Mike Phillips does a lot of great uh, discussions. I'm excited about my discussion there for education day, just doing one this year, but excited to be jam-packed into one of the best opportunities that we've seen around as distribution becomes one of the big things in the detailing industry. I'm excited to talk about that with everybody. Yep. That'll be great. Can't wait to see it. Definitely, man. All right. We'll see you soon for mobile tech 2022. Everybody that wants to go register, say 15% with discount code pints inside mobile tech registration. Sheldon, what's that website again? Mobiletechexpo.com. Make sure you uh, get your education ticket now and then also book your hotel room. It is almost sold out. So you, you don't want to be the one that's stuck staying far away and have to wake up early to get over to the property and everything. So make sure you book your hotel room at the Rosen through our website. Don't fall for the scams. Book directly through the website. Sounds good, man. Great info right there. Book directly through. So thanks, Sheldon. Talk to yeah, you soon, man. You soon. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me and Nick on most platforms at HyperClean Store. Best way to get in touch, though, go to Facebook and search inside the groups for Facebook specialists. That's where you'll find both of us with a lot of other people using the, uh, what I, I said, Facebook specialists, HyperClean specialists with a lot of other people that are using the HyperClean brand. It's a great place to uh intermix and still shoot us a text 918-800-1188 and nick as we wind down 2021 i grabbed uh for me what i guess became my beer of choice for the year and so i'm gonna drink it tonight it is the rough tail which is a local craft brewery out of the oklahoma city area and this is everything rhymes with orange it is a very orangey citrus ipa but that's really what i've honed in uh, especially uh Listen, a, a girlfriend, when she moved in, she she loved this too. We we drink it as much as we possibly can till it's time to try a new beer and go on, right? You know, us people that try beers, we we like to continually move on to other ones. But this has been a mainstay, and I, I've really enjoyed it. Any, I know you have changed your favorites, right? I mean, I, my favorite's always changing. Yours has only changed, what, twice in your life? And this yep. year was one of them. High noon, dude just drinking nooners you know it's a little cold here so 
not as enjoyable as uh, when it's hot outside nooners. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's been my big switch for the year. And you have a favorite flavor out of those high nooners? Uh, I like the black cherry one. It's good. I mean, grapefruit, black cherry, you know, those are my, those are my mainstays. You get into some other ones are a little bit more bland, but you know, when it's hot outside and you're, you're chilling, I can drink them all Yeah, is my yeah. motto. <laughs> uh, mm. Grapefruit is, is, I would say it's the best out of those two. I, I high noon of those type of, uh, and I think what separates high noon is right. Is it's not, uh, it, it's it, what's that, what's that term? Ah, shit. It's, it's pure not, alcohol. It's not malt liquor. Yeah. Where most not, other ones yeah. have malt inside of them. High noon yep. is completely just pure liqueur. Vodka. Yeah. yeah vodka. So, yeah. So it's vodka soda instead of a beer base, basically, is the way it was explained to me. And, uh, you know, like I said, I've enjoyed it, but I'm more of a really enjoy it when it's warm outside. So I'm kind of looking forward to a little bit warmer weather already. All right, let's go into buying and selling, and this will be a fun one. Holiday version, I guess, right? Recording this right in between Christmas and New Year's. So our holiday version of buying and selling. Nick, I'll give you the honors. Go right ahead on your first one. Well, I think you got to buy coming out of the holidays, right? I mean, you can't you can't just sell, sell, sell. Santa was here. You know, we got we to gotta enjoy ourselves. And I'm sure there's plenty that everybody wants to sell after you want to strangle your family or your friends or, you know, somebody got out of hand at the holiday party or whatever. But for me, this is kind of what I said around Thanksgiving. I don't enjoy Thanksgiving food very much. Uh, we, ju I just don't enjoy it, but Christmas food's very different around my house, had family in town, smoked the prime rib, you know, had all the fixings, you know, garlic ma mashed potatoes the whole nine it just speaks to me more and you know what uh having a daughter that's you know over a year old now it was a lot more fun a lot more enjoyable and you, you kind of go through these transitions right like you already know this everybody listening to know this it's hard when you're building a company to enjoy the holidays at the beginning and now my company's to a point where we can make strategic decisions like we did a hyper clean this year to enjoy the holidays and, you know, that's what I'm buying, but the food way better than Thanksgiving food. And I may put a moratorium on Thanksgiving food in my house. So my daughter never has to eat that dreck and, uh, we'll, we'll just stick with the prime rib, but yeah, that's what I'm buying. It was great holiday. You know, we had our bumping of the heads and things I would sell, but what I, what I buy more than anything was the food is just way better than Thanksgiving. Well, I almost sent you some pictures of some almonds the other day. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but, but I knew what you would say. And so there was salted almonds and there was uh, those candy covered on whatever they, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you put when you put shit on it, it's way better. Like that just tells you how bad it sucks. That's like, you know, <laughs> I mean, it just <laughs> I rest my case. I do drink almond milk. I don't know if I've told you that. I, well, I, it seems I, I about right. The same, the same guy that can't say hyper clean specialist on Facebook <laughs> drinks almond milk. It adds up. I mean, yeah. we, we don't need, we don't need to keep rehashing it. All right. So my <laughs> buying, I've got two buys this week. Uh, but I, the first is similar to yours in the holidays, but I'm buying a dad's touch. Um, as, as you begin to experience, right. You know, holidays become a lot more, uh, about the kids. And of course, a family trip around the holidays, that's exactly what it's going to be. 
the dad really isn't on vacation. You know, a dad's vacation starts at about 9 p.m. maybe, and you might get a couple hours if, you know, if you don't fall asleep because you've been on the slopes all day, right? You know, it, it was work nonstop. But that's why you do it really as a dad. You do it so everybody has fun and enjoys a good time. And there's that moment where the ski had fallen off. They couldn't get it put back on and they needed help. So <laughs> you go back up the chairlift, you come find them and you get to it. And because you've been skiing for many, many years, <laughs> I think we calculated 23. There's just that little button to press where the, you know, that back yep. of the ski I just had to press it down and everybody was good to go. And we put the ski back on. Right. And then they look and go, Oh, we just needed you. Right. Like that's what all right. You, you spend all the money, you take all the time, you do everything. There's just something about when your kids, your girlfriend's kids, everybody goes, we needed you. And so I'm yep. buying a dad's touch because they couldn't figure it the fuck out. And God damn it. <laughs> hell yeah. The dad yep. came to the goddamn rescue and I yep. got to sit there and I took a selfie with them because I was like, hell yeah. I'm, I'm going to remember this forever. How fucking time <laughs> you motherfuckers say we need you. So I took a little selfie and I'm buying that you need a dad's touch sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, we'd similar. We got some, you know, we, we had a, an abundance of toys uh where you know a hammer had to be involved to get <laughs> something in where it needed to go and yeah i mean it's sometimes you just need a person that's calm and says all right everybody get out of the way let me handle this let's get back on track so i agree with that uh you got a number i actually don't you know i didn't want i don't want to go into the negative buy and sell i mean it's just so easy to do around the holidays and i know guys are listening in thinking that's what we're gonna do so i'm not gonna do it but uh no man i don't i that was my big buy out of all this was you know getting time with the family and eating way better food than thanksgiving that's enough for me this week all right my second buy actually comes from uh, a couple different th things and a couple different theories. And it's not a long buy, but it's, it's buying becoming a firefighter, right? There's, there's been a theory that if, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen, right? That, that seems to be a motto, model motto for people that don't run businesses. And if you, <laughs> if, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. No, I, I'm buying being a firefighter. Uh, I was talking with a guy named Michael Butts earlier who called in. Uh, he sent us a ping message. We talked to him. He had a question about Eco One Slick and what he was doing, right? And the very first thing he said was, "How's your week? How's everything going? How's, well, I don't mind. How's you? Oh, I'm I'm fighting fires. I go, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> you know, like that's what we do, and that's what I'm buying, man. I'm buying being a firefighter, uh, getting out of vacation mode and back in on a Monday. And as you called me, right? You called me this morning. Hey, what do you think? I'm like, I'm ready to get back to it. Like it just, that's what the week is supposed to be. Take a little moment and ready to get back to fighting fires. I don't need a, I don't need this big, long break. I don't need all this other stuff. Like I need to fucking work sometimes. I need to yeah. put out fires. I 100%. need to work and I just need to get through all the shit that we got to do because that's what I love to do. I'm buying being a firefighter. Yeah. And I'll kind of, I'll kind of elaborate on it since you brought it up last week. Look, I had family in town. 
we got a Bronco job dropped in our lap here at the shop. Paint protection film needed to be ripped off and some needed to be applied. And it was important for them to have it around Christmas because they really like driving this around and, and they wanted it for the holidays. Well, I have family in town. So there's a way that you can work this and say, hey, I'm off. And maybe that customer gets bent out of shape or maybe that customer goes somewhere else, God forbid, which they're not that type of customer, but you know what I'm saying. And so I was able to put in a few hours each day when my, my family really couldn't notice it, get the job done, but also not really miss very much hangout time and still work through what needed to be done. Right. And the old me, I might've just locked myself in the shop and we would have just been there for three days. And it's like, Oh, well, you guys have to accept it. You get better at those things. Come in, come in for two or three hours, knock something out, come in the next day, two or three hours, but do so when it's not affecting everybody, you know, when, you know, the baby's not up and everybody's not moving around, but you're at your shop, you're kind of grinding away. And so, yeah, I kind of agree with that, that there's look, man, it's, it's just what it is. And there's so many times that we don't acknowledge that as business owners or people don't say it that way, but you're exactly right. Sometimes you just got to find a workaround and, and, and put out the fire and move on. Yeah, definitely. All right. So we want to look at this in this episode, what we want to do is kind of look at what 2021 has been like, but it's not that a traditional cheesy bullshit of let's have this walk down memory lane, right? That's not how we do it here in the community. Uh, and we want to dive into a couple different things. And so let's start with an overall theory, right? What overall theory of what you think 2021 has been, and I'm going to start off with going this. I think my overall theory, I'm going to boil it down to one word. And that one word is change. I think 2021 brought about a massive change. Of course, 2020 did, right? This big virus, but it just seemed to be like, this 2020 to me, and I think for some people, it just seemed to be this magical year, right? Like I, we knew that there was shit going on, but everything was great. Like <laughs> 2021 was a massive change for not only we, we could easily pick off the disruption of all the different products that have changed, shortages, everything that's happened, not only in our industry, but everywhere else. You got to also look at the change of the way people have been. I've said this to you, Nick, like if anybody looks over their social media little videos, especially if you're on Instagram with reels or as Facebook and Meta has brought in Instagram reels and you can watch it in your, your Facebook Meta page, however you watch those little split ones or if you're on TikTok, the amount to me, maybe for some reason my algorithm shows this, I don't know, maybe it's because I first got interested in it and it just shows me more but the amount of people that are fighting, stealing, crying, like the change that has happened that's flipped from 2020 to 2021 has been, to me, has been monumental, right? Like everything last year was shut down. This year it's, hey, we're going to get back to normal. There's no fucking normal. Everything is about change. It's about chaos. It's even Nick and I were on the phone today trying to really figure in, hone out some things, work something, and then shit. God damn it, right? Something goes in. It's always changed. 2021 for me, an overall view, change, 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 change. And this constant repetition of 
figuring out what you're doing, and then something's going to change. And it was like you're, you're shifting. As I taught my daughter how to drive her st you know, stick shift for the first time this past summer, it was all about that change. Going from just sitting there and hanging out to, okay, I've got to now put a clutch, move a gear, press a gas, do all these different things at the same time while I'm looking at all these cars and trying to drive a vehicle. Craziness of change. So for me, 2021 is massively been about the change. And when we talk about people, the change that most of us have seen, if you're anywhere, and the, and the cool thing about what's going on inside the podcast community is we've got listeners that are in all different aspects of car care. We've got DIYer, enthusiast. We got people that are part-time. We got people that just clean cars on the weekend. We got people that clean cars while they're working a job and then finding some. We got some people that are full-time. We got some people that are long-time. There's, there's people that have been in the business for 15, 20 years. I mean, our spectrum of influence goes throughout the entire realm of the industry. And what everybody has always experienced in that, in change and in people, is also how hard it's been to hire, how hard it's been to get people into work. And we hear that nonstop, not in just in our industry, all kinds of industries. It's so hard right now to find people. And that's been a massive change. So Nick, all right, overall theory for you, 2021, what's it been? How do you handle negativity? I think that's what I kind of look at over the last two years, but became really prevalent this year. You go on, you know, we talk about social media a lot because it basically dominates news cycles. That's where most people listening to us get their news. That's where most people have this happen or that happen. And they get all their information from uh, social media. And what I realized hanging out with so many people, like I do customers, family, friends, is that, I don't really associate with that negativity. I don't really get caught up in the news. And what I think people, we all can, can kind of think about is what good is it getting into this negativity that you can't change, right? We see it in our industry all the time. Oh, such and such organizations not doing this. Okay. Can you inflict change on that? Or is it just negativity you're taking in constantly? And the same goes for the news, the same goes for the virus, the same goes for the things you brought up, the violence and the stuff that goes on on your page. Can you affect change? If the answer is no, what value does it hold getting involved in it? I had this conversation with my family over the weekend. It boggles people's mind that I don't know what's going on in the news, that I don't go out of my way to, to stay up every day with what's going on. But I always ask the same question. You stayed up on it. You're the one bringing it up to me. What kind of change have you inflicted on those things that you continue to bring up? And if the virus should teach us anything, it's that you can only control what you can control. And here's the best part about the virus learning experience for me. For two years, my life hasn't changed. I've done all the things I've wanted to do. I've never been held back. I, I didn't sit here and, you know, get in an argument over the mask and, and come to blows with anybody over it. I didn't have any of that. Because it's just like, I wanted to live my life and have and do the things I want to do. And I made that happen for two years. The virus has not impacted my life. Matter of fact, I invested bigger. I invested in HyperClean. I invested in a shop. I, 
I went bigger over two years rather than sitting there in the, in the fear world and go, there's a virus and, and the government's out of control or the government's not doing enough. I mean, I just didn't get involved in that. And I think when I look at these in 2021, especially a lot of people collapsed under that negativity. And it seems went into a worse state of mind, maybe their business suffered or their job suffered, or maybe they don't have a job altogether because, you know, they just don't want to go outside. I just wasn't affected by that. And I would say that I take away from this year, especially, how did you handle the negativity? Because you know what? The news isn't good. I mean, we're not hearing a lot of great things in the world. Let's just all be very fair about that. But your little space that you can control can be fun. You can have a great business. You can have great customers. You can be working on cool cars. You can be working on your processes and procedures. And again, if you come inside the walls of HyperClean, you wouldn't know that the virus is happening. We don't sit here and obsess over it. We don't, you know, we don't have those conversations. You know, we had people fall ill inside of our organization. We handled it. We supported everybody and we moved on. We didn't sit there and dwell and go, Oh, woe is me. Right. And, and I think that's kind of the thing I would look at in the last year is the people in my life that handled the negativity of the world, the best really had a nice year. Their business did well. They did well. They're happier than most other people. And at the end of the day, that that's what I would take away from 2021. All right. So our first year in business together, right? 2021. So the, uh, the, the brand HyperClean started in 2016, 2017. It began to really start to take into uh, its minor little spot in the industry as we started the podcast and started to put out ceramic coatings. And as we began to put out then our hyper clean ultra concentrates, right? Over the years, we began to grow to the moment that you and I began to talk and began to discuss things back and forth. And then there was a moment we became partners and we moved into what hyper clean will be and what the movement of hyper clean is. And there is not only as we've seen as changes, I said in the overall scheme of business in general life, but the change inside HyperClean has been, wow, poo, a new logo, new branding, new colors. We've really consolidated down the, you could call it, some people would call it chaos inside my mind, or, you know, just, uh, it just needed to be put into one thing instead of all these different thoughts. And, and I get it. And that's what we've done. We've really consolidated down We've, we've moved everything into a focus and we have seen incredible growth. We've seen incredible ah, products. I mean, the things that have come out from HyperClean in 2021, as we're moving into the fall, winter, and then going into 2022, the feedback, the amount of people that are reaching out saying, love the new look, man, this product is incredible. Hey, I love what you guys constantly are putting out you do more than anybody else to give us information. Thank you so much for everything that you guys are doing, right? Like that is the feedback that we get. And so Nick, what are your thoughts overall first year in business together? Well, the first thought is I just received a package from Mr. Brad Nicholson and guess what he sent me? A whole almonds. bunch of almonds. <laughs> 
So I see your joke, Mr. Nicholson, and <laughs> it's pretty damn funny. That is funny. Hold that up again real quick. That's, that's too funny. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll take a picture and send it to him. <laughs> but anyway. Brad is a is, uh, distributor of ours. Doing yeah, really he's, well. he's, a great, and, uh, he's a great guy. And him and I talk a lot of business and, and different detailing stuff. And this is what the coolest part is. You know, this is the part that you don't think about when you get involved with HyperClean or, you know, do a podcast is the relationships that we've built in the last year. And look, we've just started our distribution network. So I think this is going to be more of the same next year for us, which is we're going to meet more cool people, uh, more guys and gals trying to advance their business, trying to be like-minded, sharing in the same, you know, vision, so to speak of, Hey, I just want to get better. You know, I just, this is helping my business. This is helping me serve my customers better. This is helping me take care of my car better. If you're an enthusiast, the one thing I didn't think about, because you don't think about this when you start a business, obviously, but you start to, to feel it for sure, which is the relationships we built. The guys, I mean, how many Merry Christmases did you get that were just involved with HyperClean? I, I mean, that's insane. It's insane that we're all in this together and it's Christmas and you think about texting guys that you're kind of in the trenches with, so to speak. Uh, you know, hey, Merry Christmas, man. Thanks for everything. Hey, Merry Christmas. We want more business together. You know, that doesn't come. It, it, I just didn't feel that that was what's going to be the thing I took away from my first year, but it is. Products and stuff we'll talk about and we're incredibly proud of all the stuff. And we're just at the tip of the iceberg of our products. I mean, we have four to five launches that are going to happen in the first quarter of next year that are game changing for us, you know, new products altogether, things developed from the ground up, et cetera. But it really is the relationships, man. This is really cool that somebody's working on a project and they shoot you a text. Somebody listens to the podcast and, and we have a joke for an entire year, you know, that stuff doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but in the end, that's what made the, the year the most fun to me. I think that's called community. Cheers, everybody. Cheers to yeah. community, Nick. That's awesome, yeah. man. I'm so glad I mean, to I, hear that. I, that was cool. All right. So you mentioned products. What's been your favorite product that we've come out with in 2020? I mean, come on. Anybody that listens to this knows. Uh, Slick was the, was the product that I had been asking people for, for 10 straight years, which is stop the smearing, stop the constant towel wiping to make something look good. Let's get something. And, and I guess we could have a little talk here about spray on products. I never ask a lot of my spray on products when it comes to protection, because Uno is so easy to put on that I always have underlying protection protection on a car right? Like we know that's easier than some of the sealants we used to fool around with back in the day. Some of the waxes <laughs> we used to fool around with back in the day. Oh, yeah. I mean, no doubt. there is no reason that you aren't putting on a one-year ceramic coating at the bare minimum, but I understand that's not everybody. And so when you see slick work on glass, work on trim, work well with a coating, work well with a sealant, work well as a standalone product, and not really smear all over the surface. It's just wipe on It's on some paint systems. It'll just disappear. You won't even have to buff it on other paint systems. You flip the towel over once, maybe give it a little quick swipe. 
and there's no remnants that this 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 step has even happened other than the incredible gloss and, and shine that you're looking at it was the exact product i think everybody that's used it's been like yeah this is just different that was the first ground up product you and i developed that was something i just basically said hey marty this is the first thing we have to solve and we were right as a company we were right that this should have existed i'm glad that it didn't we solved it and here we are what eight or nine months probably into that product being on the market and we're showing no signs of slowing down and actually that it's starting to pick up steam that now it's starting to get into the mainstay of people's you know product and arsenal and we get sent pictures all the time and I, that was a game-changing product for us and and i think it showed that what we knew as detailers could be put into a bottle through chemistry and this is exactly what should have existed i think that was the coolest part and that product will probably always have some special you know thought in my head about our start as this whole thing started kicking off uh there's no doubt right <laughs> you're right there's no doubt slick and listen eight or nine eight or nine months it's really you're right it's just the beginning of that snowflake that fell that creates the avalanche later right it, it takes time for people to learn something new to trust it to see the results but all of our distributors that are ordering nonstop, right? It's slick. Everybody wants slick, right? My product for 2021, though, is what came after slick. And, and it's because, listen, you know, Green Clean, it was my first, my first movement into the retail space. So 2008 was when I came out with Green Clean. And not much changed in it all the way till 2021 until we saw Slick. And until we as detailers go, hey, waterless, rinseless is an incredible thing for our industry. But what if, right? <laughs> what if you could rinseless wash a vehicle and at the same time have it dry? and leave streak free with protection. What if? And then to hear later as it's come back out now, five to six months, because it was a couple months later after Slick, hear people, well, they'll go out and name other big brands that have been in the industry way longer in the rinseless space, and they will compare it and then say it does even more. Yep. And so to hear that from detailers that have been using another rinseless product that really kind of changed rinseless overall and say that it's even better. Hmm. Wow. I, I, I don't know what else to say than hell. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, and, that, and that's again, really that slick, is incredible. And that slick technology really had something that kind of clicked in our brains as we were developing it, which was how do we wipe things less? The more we wipe, the more odds are we're going to put a towel mark, uh, uh, marring, any of those types of things are going to happen. So one of the most important things about slick technology and then putting it into a rinseless waterless formula was that it provided guys wipe it on, do so safely, wipe it off sometimes only once, 
and I can walk away. It's clean. It's protected. And all, I didn't have to buff the hell out of it. Right. I mean, that, that was the most amazing thing. And eco one for me, you know, in a rinseless bucket, you could do a million windows and never see a streak, you know, same with slick. And you look at those types of things, those things become contagious, right? Guys are like, oh, well, this is better. And yeah, this makes my life easier. And, and that that's really where we're at with those two products, I think. Uh, you mentioned windows. It is a, let's go ahead and say it is a Nick. Uh, I don't, I don't like using the word hacks. I, yep. I don't like that at all. It's more of a tip like eco one or slick, whichever. I think yep. you prefer slick. I, I yep. like to use eco one, um, when I'm doing my windows and yesterday, listen, we all, it happens to us as, <laughs> as firefighters, quote unquote, owners, operators of companies, sometimes, right? Schedules don't all work out. You have to be the guy, right? You yep. have to go clean the car. It's Sunday afternoon. So what do I do? I take my daughters and we go clean a couple cars. And what did we do? I used Eco One. I mean, the windows came out completely fine and you have a, a what, a 16 year old girl and a 12 year old girl cleaning yeah. cars and windows and everything came out streak free. What else could you want? Yeah. And I always told people, you know, we've been, I've been as a detailer for about, I don't know, 12 or 13 years. I have never used, I haven't used glass cleaner in that long. Uh, I hated the experience. You know, I would either, if I needed a deep clean, would use an alcohol water type solution or almost 95%, 98% of the time I was using a rinseless waterless type of solution out of a bucket. I would get a towel wet. I would have another dry towel and I would always get streak free windows and they would always be wearing a little bit of polymer protection at the time. Now, if you look at slick, slick almost acts like a glass coating. Uh, if you use it consistently on a windshield, what you'll see is rain will just fly off the car and the side windows won't hold anything. I mean, even if you pressure wash those two surfaces, the water is just running down. I mean, that's why I personally like slick. Number one, it's streak free. But secondly, if you got any kind of protection on it or for us, window film on it or whatever, I mean, it acts like a little glass coating in a water bottle, water-based formula. It's unbelievable. And so again, the purpose of those products were how do we take 40 years of actually detailing and make products? And I think people are going to be astonished when they start to see what comes out because it's, we're just taking our detailing expertise, putting it into a chemistry bottle and developing products. It's not real rocket science, but it is rocket science when that's not what's going on in the industry as a whole. Nick, uh, take slick. And if you haven't already done it, I think we've joked around a little bit about it. I, I took it and sprayed it all over my shower. Like, yeah, it's, it's incredible 100%. the way it just, it shoots everything down. You don't have to, I wipe my glass doors every time I get out of the shower, because if you've seen glass doors that don't get oh, wiped yeah. down, oh, right? yeah. you Horrible. don't want to be that guy. So yeah. But you take slick and spray it over. It makes that so much easier. The rest of the inside of the shower is great. All right. So what has surprised you most, right? This will be the interesting one, right? So all the great things and surprising could be good too. Don't know. But, yeah. you know, first year in business, what has surprised you the most? Look, we had a pretty eventful January, February, early March, uh, as a podcast, as a business, we had a lot of change. We're, we had a real hectic 
six months. You know, that's what people don't realize. Our relationship actually started officially behind the scenes, November, 2020, right? We had to get so many things in order and, and so many behind the scenes, you know, bookkeepers and accountants. And there's all this stuff that people don't see. But then, you know, kind of the turn of the year, it's like, okay, we're feeling good. We put in all this work and then we have a few podcasts and things just kind of explode, right? I mean, our numbers go through the roof. We have some changes around the podcast. We have some changes around the company. And I think the thing that surprises me to this day is how many people I still feel in this industry don't think me detailing for 24 years matters that my opinion is just out of left field and he's just some guy and, but we get a totally different response from people that are actually detailers, from people that are actually people that started a company from the ground up, whether that be chemical or tool or pad or towel or whatever. I think the thing that surprises me is how much I didn't know when it came to the product side of our business doesn't have a lot of experience detailing cars. Product side of our business or industry? Industry. Like the product side of detailing is not filled with a bunch of men and women that have actually detailed cars for a living. Even as a job, not saying it had to be an owner, never been to a dealership, never been to a high-end shop, never been to a, a robust uh, mobile business. And how much of, of that I didn't realize until I started to ask questions. And I, you know, I shared this story on the podcast a lot, 2019, uh, a business resolution for the new year was really, Hey, you know, start asking questions about your, the industry you've given 20 years to, right? Like start learning some stuff. And as I started to learn, I started to realize wow, that person says a lot of things that somebody who's actually detailed a lot of cars would never say. And oh, that person says a lot, you know what I mean? So things started to like snowball. And that's how our relationship got started is I then realized I needed to get involved in the product business. I needed to learn and bring this expertise that I'd built over all these years. And I think the thing that still surprises me is how much the detailer is discounted. The detailer out there listening to us aligns with hyperclean because we don't discount the professional. We know that if you guys put our products to the test and they work really well, that, that that's a stamp of approval. Like, Hey, I know that if somebody's detailing 50 cars in a month or a hundred cars in a month or a thousand cars in a month, and they like our stuff that we're on the right track. And listening to the professional has been a big part of hyperclean this year. I was really shocked at how little the professional is given respect in our industry. And that's probably still the most surprising thing to me. Hmm. All right. So for me, the most surprising thing has been, and it really shouldn't have been, and it might still be the most surprising thing that I say next year in 2022. But the most surprising thing for me has been the amount of detailers that have moved on. Like we have seen it. I, I made moments of saying it throughout the year to multiple people. And we had multiple episodes where we looked over different segments of our industry. One in particular was been looking at the different comments and the different types of people and the different things that have happened inside different 
Facebook groups. And we saw this massive changeover from the way people were commenting and certain people just disappeared. Whether it was brand reps that from the year before, I had argued with them two years before, three years before, nonstop. There's no reason to do four fucking layers of your goddamn coding. You can just do a good, quick polish and a single layer. If you want three years, single layer of tray, be completely fine. Come back, regularly maintain it, and you'll get what the customer is really needing. If you know your customer, you understand your customer, and you meet your customer's needs. And so to see not only brand reps who are paid salesmen that I argued with over and over nonstop, and they argued with me, and I just said, cool, we'll, we'll, we'll see, right? Inside, you know, when you make something, and you go, yeah, bro, we'll see, motherfucker. Suddenly, those guys are gone. Yep. And so the massive thing for me that I've seen over this year has been what's been cool. As we have said, stayed true, stayed true to what we believe as owners and operators inside of a detailing business, where we think the industry and we see the industry going and we see what customers will need from you, the amount of people that have continued to grow, which from the messages you got, the messages we get on a regular basis, hey, if we listen to what you do, what you say, and we do what you say, well, I, I, they just keep growing. And then to watch the other people disappear, just flat out fucking disappear, that has been really, really interesting for me in the, in this first year business with you. Yeah, and, and, and I think you can expand on that, right? You can take what you are surprised by and let's tweak it a little bit. I have so many young guys that reach out and I don't mean just young in age, but young in, in, in the detailing world too. I mean, we have some guys that are 45 getting into the detailing world. We have guys that are 20 getting into the detailing world. I just mean young in the industry. One of the things that I repeat and everybody that's ever talked to me, text me, called me, DM me is going to remember that I said this to him. The internet's not real. Hmm. You got to understand something. The internet is a marketing tool. The internet is a place of showing your 1% best foot to the world. You're not getting 99% of the story. You're getting 1% of the story. That doesn't make the internet bad. That doesn't mean social media is bad, but it also means you can't overvalue it. There's people that tell me they do the best paint correction in the world. Great. I've never had that conversation where I'm like, hey, mine's better. I, I'm not going to get on in line and do that. But then you find out that person really doesn't do many corrections. That person, when you see their work, it's not world-class. But the internet makes you believe that it is. And so the thing that I'm always surprised by, and this is where we're kind of fortunate, Marty. We grew up in a time <clears throat> where work had to matter. And you could only see things with your own eyes in person. Social media didn't exist. Well, so true. And that is really fortunate for us in the end, because once social media came along, you go, you know, I've seen that guy's work before that, that picture doesn't add up. Not that he's a bad guy, but that's not the kind of work he does. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is crazy how that, I mean, 
not only do we we hear about it and we we hear of there's i think the funny part too is we've all seen it in as as the change of social media over the years has developed into the not only outside of you know not just inside of our industry but outside right there was the way people take pictures the way people use filters the way people do things to show a certain side of their life it has no doubt then moved into the detailing side yeah. of, of and, and again it's it's not right or wrong right yeah, that's why yeah, yeah. I, somebody always will take it as well he's talking about i'm not talking about anybody what i'm telling you is you're only seeing my best foot on social media you're only seeing marty's best foot on social it, the bad the warts the, that stuff doesn't come with it i heard this really interesting thing about tiktok and instagram that the thing that they really want up with each other is the filters if you can make somebody that takes a selfie look 2% better than TikTok makes them look, then Instagram is going to get more popular because they're going to create this unfair advantage. So they, they actually fight over who can make a girl look prettier, who can make a guy look better. So what do you think happens when you take a picture of a car, quote unquote, pink corrected? You can't see it. You got to post the pictures and say, hey, we perform this service. This is what we did for our customer. This is our level two correction. All that stuff you have to do as a business. But then when you go in these Facebook groups and everybody's having these pointless arguments, you got to start asking yourself, are these people telling the truth? Are these people even detailers? Are these people just reps? I mean, you, you ended up finding some things out about Facebook groups that kind of changed your mind on Facebook groups. And this is what the surprising part is, man. Enjoy the internet for what it is. Okay. Don't lie to yourself and don't be surprised when you go and see somebody's work and you go, well, I thought this guy was doing 48 stage paint correction on everything. And it's like, well, no, his business is actually, he does a lot of Honda Accords and they do one steps and he's got this big dealership client over here. That's kind of what buoys his business. But wait a minute. I only see Bugattis and Ferraris. Yeah. He does a few of those a year. And that's what you see on his page because he's trying to attract more of that but he has this whole other life as a detailer and it's, it's perfectly okay. Like I'm not knocking it, but the stories that you hear about people, the things you put together, I just wish that guys would stop being surprised that, Hey man, not everybody's getting three stage paint correction and 10 year lifetime coatings. It's, it's just not, not the nuts and bolts of everybody's business or anyone's for that matter that I know. Well, some of that, do you think it came from you began to, before you, you didn't partake so heavy into social and you have now needed to come into inner working of starting to, and a lot of it, the, the journey for you has resulted into the Merry Christmases and the relationships and all that, yeah. right? Like social media has a really interesting way of finding the right people for you, interacting, connecting, and as we began to put the brand of HyperClean further into social, especially into our Facebook group, HyperClean yep. Specialist, you know, what has it been like for you? And I'll, I'll say for me first, like, as we further venture into social and further venture into relationships, you know, the, the, the big mind-blowing parts for you, maybe it's what you just said. I, I, I'm not sure. For me, uh, listen, it... it Going from strictly trying to clean cars to then building a, a, a social media 
YouTube to Facebook to podcasts, you got audio, you got video, you got photos. Like there's so much that goes on into it that you're right, right? There's times that we haven't had the most polished work, but then you begin to eventually, as we've began to hammer away, uh, how do we come up with the most polished look to put out? But then as detailers, that's what we should be doing too, is, is put out our most polished work. So what is kind of a little bit different yeah. than what we, you know, you know, but yeah. in theory, how do we, how do we do that? I mean, we still got to put out our best work. So yeah. what's so been mind blowing? But, 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 but by the way, that's what you should be doing. What the, it's the other side of it. When people think everybody's taking every emblem off the car with a toothbrush behind it and doing it's like, okay, that stuff happens and that stuff exists. We do that kind of work. We just had a brand new Bronco in here. We take incredible pride in, we tuck every corner of film. I mean, you've seen it. We're, we're meticulous. So we do a lot of high-end work, but I also never lie that I, I actually do maintenance work too. I do everything. We're an all-encompassing full service, now becoming a completely full service detailing company. And again, it's not right or wrong. That's always the wrong. To me, that's always the bad part of these conversations is somebody thinks you're saying it's right or wrong. All I'm saying, the thing that surprises me is when I, when I listen to guys reference people that I know in this industry and they're like, that guy does this kind of work. And I'm like, I know the shop really well. He's my friend. We've known each other 20 years. I know what kind of work he does. And yes, he does some high-end restoration work, but that's not all he's doing. You know, he's doing a lot of other things. His social media is not giving you the full story. We've talked about this during the year podcast when we got used to talk a lot more business on here. Understand that there's there's a there's a good and bad, right? Sometimes in business, you're going to be able to do these big tickets. And sometimes in business, you're going to have to just take the base hit. You're just going to have to say, hey, this person just wants a quick one step and a one-year coding. It's very profitable for us. And we're going to do five of those this week. And look, we don't have any heavy restoration work this week. It's okay. It's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just the reality of business. And that's the surprising part of a lot of guys that talk to me is they always just kind of walk away and go, well, I didn't know that. No, you didn't, but there was no way for you to know. It's not a wrong thing that you didn't know, but now you do know. And so if you get back on the internet and you think this guy's doing this and this guy, look, you don't, you have no clue what somebody's doing. And until, like I said, you've been in this industry long enough, until you walk over and look at that guy's work, you have zero idea what he's doing or not doing. And, and I think that's the part that, that really surprises me. But we, we grew up in a different part of this industry in a different time. And you know what? That's just, not, that's just not where everybody grew up, and that's perfectly fine. But we need to share the story of see some people's work in person, and then, then you'll have a different opinion. And or who gives a fuck about other people's work? Um, that's see, that's the Nick Walter. I didn't want to go to the Nick Walters approach, but yeah, that's, that's how I run my business. I've said this on this podcast, man. I hope everybody in Vegas does fine. I don't, I don't have any animosity towards any other shop or any other detailer. I don't, I don't think that way. The way that I think is I'm going to do my thing and this is what we do. And this is what we provide. And at some point that ends up mattering a hell of a lot, right? And we're going to share some 
stuff in the new year that gets guys into processes and procedures and what's your purpose and, and what products are you using, right? We're, we're going to illuminate people as to basically how we run businesses. And that's going to be a mantra of our company moving forward. But that that's the exact attitude you should have, Marty, which is what you said. What do you care? Why are you on the internet saying, you know, that this guy, well, he, you know, it wasn't a super sunny day. So how do you know? Well, I don't know. I don't even know on a super sunny day over a photo, if, if it's true or not, because I can take a filter and I can adjust things and I can, I can do all kinds of stuff, right? Like your attitude is exactly how my attitude is, but I didn't want to come out and say, you know, two sentences like, Hey, screw everybody else's work. Just worry about your own. But yeah, that's, that's what you need to do. So I think that's what makes a hyper clean specialist group on Facebook. So unique. It's nothing but positivity. Hey, here's what we're doing with the products. Here's, here's the customer. You know, there's multiple people that have said, Hey, we're using slick and we're using eco one. Hey, we're using these, we're getting massive, massive amounts of profit. They've changed their business model. They're doing much more coatings now, regular coatings, regular maintenance, and they began to grow a business. And, and that's, I think is what's super exciting about then being a part of social media, right? There, there are some massive negative impacts to social media. Sometimes you never know what the fuck is going on with somebody, yeah. but then you come to a group that is all about the purity and listen, it, it, it goes a long way. All right. So I'm hopping into another beer and I think it's because <laughs> this is one of the, the parts of the episode where, we talk about being influential. Being influential sometimes can create controversy, right? It, when you're influential and you're putting your expressions, putting your, not only your feelings, right? We all have feelings, whether you're a man, woman, however you are, right? You have feelings. And as you have said, Nick, to sit down, in front of a camera, having a microphone, and express your feelings, well, there's very few people that will actually do that. Some will come on and, and do videos and fight of groups, and they'll, they'll rant and rave, and they'll, you know, they'll create all this hoopla. You know, I mean, it sounds amazing. There's the amount of buzzwords that come out of those type of videos. I mean, you can literally take the, make it rain and just make yeah. it rain with buzzwords, right? I mean, yeah. there's people that will do that. And it's cool, you know, you can get some momentum and get some excitement, right? But, but to regularly sit down with a microphone and a camera directly on you live and began to put out as operators of mobile detailing businesses that have journeyed through multiple ways the economy goes and continue to push forward as detailers, now I get it. This is a part that's always right. You, you want to say detailer, but then there's that flip side where detailers really don't like other detailers. So yeah. sometimes you don't always go, well, I'm a detailer because they might go, fuck you. I detail and I'm yeah. better than you, right? 100%. 100%. <laughs> we're, not, we're not saying it with that way, right? We're, we're saying we're like you but in a different city. So we're not ever really going to be, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> We're in the same journey, right? We're, yeah. we're in that same boat of, of car care, 
of yeah, taking we're all just care of- we're all just taking cars, taking we're, care of cars. We don't no. have to make it more difficult than that. We don't. I'm sure we're 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 in it together. What has happened though, as and I think it's going to continue on. I think we're just the first. I really think we're just some of the the early forefathers, and maybe 20 years down the road, when people come back and listen to this, they look at us and realize how many others followed later that were able to start cleaning cars. And I mentioned earlier the amount of change that has happened. Listen, you got to understand what 20 plus years for each of us. <laughs> and I just mentioned one year. All right? The, the amount of change that goes on in 20 years. Yeah. So who will be able to further right, continue to go. So please don't think of us as competition. You, that's why I introduced myself as a guide, right? Like, let, let's, let's come together, right? That's the community yep. pub, right? That's, that's a community pub at Mobile Tech. That's us on stage. Like, that's everybody coming together so that we can continue through car care, right? Yep. Car care is so minor. It is so niche. It is incredibly small for the overall yep. economy of the auto industry. And so we must have more of a voice. We must come together more. And what has happened, though, as two detailers that began to continue to put out their views of what's going on in car care is the amount of influence from, as you mentioned, people that continue to message in, people that have, have really enjoyed it, that also clean cars, that also detail, that are, maybe it's part-time, full-time, however you find yourself in car care, Right has been massively influential. Yeah. It, it, the, the, the amount of influence that we have done, but what is surprising though is who hasn't enjoyed the influence of two detailers putting oh, out yeah. their information? Yeah, I think it would surprise people. I, I really do. I, I think people would be very shocked at the pushback. And look, everybody understands PC culture. I mean, by now you've heard it, you've understand it. PC culture has infected everything, to my opinion, negatively. Because anytime somebody speaks eloquently, has 20 plus years experience, doesn't really know anybody personally to take personal shots or anything like that, is just giving it as as he sees it. And it, you know, people fly off the deep end about it. And believe me, folks. People have flown off the deep end to the point where they were scared to get on a Zoom call if I was there. Now, you can take that a few ways, but let me tell you the reason why. When you've never put the effort in to detail a car for money for real, you don't want to get on a phone call with somebody that's knowledgeable. You get exposed. And so PC culture has allowed these people to play the card of, well, you know, he talks a certain way and I don't like that dude, you're a guy. You're scared to get on a Zoom call. You're scared to to put your name beneath your little window here and have a conversation about the industry. Man, that's that's a tough place to be. I don't ever want to be there. It's okay that we're different. It's okay that we disagree. We've never had anybody come on here that we disagreed with where we yelled and screamed at one another. Never happened. It's never happened once. The thing I think would shock people the most is anytime we said something that somebody disagreed with, 
that person was invited on the podcast to have an open, serious conversation about their point of view. And folks, you can go back through the episodes and see how many people never took that opportunity to supposedly move the industry forward. It is what it is. You're not going to change that. I learned this year, probably by March of this year, that there are just certain things that we're not going to change. So we're going to do our thing. They're going to do their thing. And we're going to see how it all shakes out. I know one thing, the people that listen to us during the pandemic, they're not to steal a cliche thing. Now their businesses are to the moon. And there are others that lost their businesses listening to quote unquote, great people lost businesses during the pandemic because of bad advice of quote unquote, somebody that's been doing it 30 years. No, no evidence that they have a business other than taking your money to tell you they know what they're doing. Here's where we're at guys, that when you speak up, there's going to be some people that don't like you. And look, Marty, you've already gotten a conversation. There's a whole bunch of people that hope I don't walk into the mobile tech expo. Like, let's just be fair about it. Scared to death. I'm going to show up. How could you be scared of that? I don't know any of these people personally. And the ones that I do, yeah, they're a little scared that I know the story. Sure they are. But guys, all we did was two guys with 20 plus years experience say the way we saw things. Never saying, hey, we're right and they're wrong. Those words never came out of our mouth. We just said things the way we see it. And now that is a controversial thing to do in the world that we live in. From brands that are supposed to be making products for people like you and I. Yeah. And again, I have no problem telling people HyperClean doesn't have every product in the world. I certainly use products that still exist from other companies. So you want to stick your middle finger up to me? That's crazy. I, I have no ill will towards anybody. But because I say things as I see them, my opinion on my platform, again, didn't walk on anybody else's. This is our platform. We put the hard work into this platform. We have logos built. We have music made. We put the effort in. I didn't walk into somebody else's neighborhood. This is our neighborhood. And I'm not supposed to say what I actually think. Again, with 24 years experience coming up as we turn the calendar here, it'll be 24 years. And I'll put my experience on the level with anybody in this industry, not better, not worse, but that I've put my time in and I can learn every day. Marty, you see how much time I'm putting into building out our procedures around paint protection film. I don't take this stuff lightly. I work my ass off to develop the best pr procedures I can for my business. And I learn from everybody. But when we spoke up about certain things, when we give our opinion, when we start to have influence, boy, oh boy, it ruffled a lot of feathers, but not the feathers that really mattered in the end, because all the detailers, all the car enthusiasts, all the people that really matter, they saw through it all and realized it was just two guys having a conversation. And if it was taken for any more than that, that's your problem, not mine. Uh, they know where to yeah, find I, us. I mean, <laughs> I think we said it then, but if not, I'll say it again. The interesting part, I think, is, is we put out stuff, right? <clears throat> My dad uh, had a saying that it's crazy. It's, it's really weird, right? Like 
understand he was a guy that was born and raised in Arkansas from family out of Mississippi, right? So put those together, right? And he would have this saying that it sounds, it's, it's a really deep saying, right? If you throw a rock into a pile of dogs, the one that gets hit is the one that's going to bark. Really deep saying, right? Makes no sense until you actually throw shit out and then to hear who barked. And oh. then you go, oh. Yeah, I mean, we could write a book. I mean, let, let, me, let me be honest. I mean, people wouldn't believe the personalities, the companies, the people that got bent out of shape. And I still don't know what was said. I still don't know what there was to get bent out of shape about. And I said that on multiple phone calls. I said it on multiple Zooms. I, I still don't understand because I don't get bent out of shape. And I would get bent out of shape with somebody that didn't give me an opportunity to respond. That's 100% something that should bend you to no end. But when you're given an opportunity to respond and you choose not to, your being bent out of shape needs to go away. And it doesn't. And it has everything to do with, guys, there's people that believe there's a hierarchy. And I'll put this on the record right now. Anybody that wants to show percentage of growth year over year against HyperClean, you let me know because I'll put our percentage growth on paper with anybody that exists in the detailing industry. And it has nothing to do with Marty and Nick. It's because Marty and Nick talk to detailers, talk to people in this industry, listen to you guys. And that's all that we do. This is not rocket science. If it was, I'd tell you, cause it'd make me feel good about myself, but it isn't. All we do is say, Hey, we've been doing this a while. Let's fix some of the problems we had as detailers. And let's listen to this detailing group over here that's saying to us, hey, I don't like this. Can you guys try to fix this? How many times do we get a DM? Can you guys fix this problem? We just got it over the Christmas holiday. Isn't that cool, though? That's why I'm buying Firefighter, right? Isn't that cool? 100%. We get messages from detailers saying there's a product problem and asking if we can fix it. Yeah, 100%. And, and it happens all the time. And I'm grateful that it happens. But guys, all of this stems from everybody understanding their role. Our role is to try to fix the problems. Your role is to use the product and say, hey, Marty and Nick, this isn't good enough. And then we'll make it good enough. That's our role, right? That's the give and take. Make shit that works and make stuff that makes our life easier. That's all that our role is. And you know what? We get on here every week. And we bust balls a little bit and have some conversation about the detailing world. And we have a good time doing it. If that bends you or offends you or has in the last year, Hey man, it, it isn't a me problem. Is it, it isn't an us problem. It's a you problem. And that's the personal thing I want to leave 2021 with when it comes to detailers, understand, man, very few people know you stand by your work, develop your policies and procedures for your business, go after your customers Forget everything else. Forget the Facebook groups that, that lead to nothing but arguments. That's why we developed HyperClean Specialists as a group. We had people reach out, ask us to do it. We did it, and we were right to do it. And that group's going to continue to grow. But this constant arguing over right and wrong and this constant worrying about what this detailer and that detailer are doing, what this company's doing, what that company, it's not going to lead to anything positive. And we just shared with you why. Because as everybody was looking at our platform, as everybody was judging us, our business was going through the roof and their business was flatlining and they were struggling and, and 
trying to, to weasel in in this area or that area. Guess what, folks? We don't have to do that. We just keep our head down. We do our thing. And, and we just keep moving forward. And that's the personal note I want to leave on, which is, guys, do your thing. If it's right, it's going to work out. If you're on the right track, you're always going to make money. Not quickly, but you're always going to move a step or two ahead every single day. And all of a sudden, you look back and you go, wow, my business has come a long way. But people would be shocked. We're pretty much just concentrated on us. And a lot of people got concentrated on us as well, which is always a good thing. It's always a good thing. You're right. You're right. We saw massive growth. It was a lot of fun. All right. Closing thoughts as we wind down the episode. <clears throat> closing thoughts. It can be whatever you want to say. I'm going to go ahead and shout it out first. My closing thoughts. And my closing thoughts come down to one word. is climb. When I use that word on a regular basis, I don't like the word grind. Because grind to me, it, it, it has a negative connotation. Climb. It's going to take work. Just same as grinding but you're moving forward, right? You're moving up, right? So this past week, as most of you know, I took my girlfriend, my family, and we all went to the mountains of Colorado. And <laughs> I got while the Nick, great- While Nick worked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For two hours a day. Remember exactly. that, what he said exactly. earlier? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Did I say hours. that? I meant, I meant 10 hours a day. I think there was a sound issue. <laughs> Nick worked for two hours a day while I sat on the bunny slopes teaching two Brazilians how to snowboard, right? Because I was so successful the first day of teaching the boy how to snowboard that the daughter who had tried to ski looked at how far he had gone and goes, hey, can I do that? And I go, God damn it. Like, like the plan was already set, right? Like, okay, no worries. I'll take on a second day of being on the bunny slopes and meeting all these people that are just learning for the first time. But it created a unique opportunity. And as you kept seeing as, as the daughter got better on the second day, right? We moved from one bunny slope over to the more experienced bunny slope, which was a regular green. And there began to be more people that came over that we saw on a regular basis as you were going up and down the chairlifts and then meeting, right? And well, one of them was a girl that, well, she was probably in her young 20s. She was there with her boyfriend and he had left her to go off and do his own thing while she got to try and learn on her own. Another guy just happened to fall down next to me uh, while we were taking a little break and it was his first day too. As I mentioned earlier, 23 years of learning how and then snowboarding, I get it. I only go, I'm from Oklahoma, I only go once a year. I'm not amazing. But 23 years, you finally can do enough stuff that is a-okay and you're doing pretty well. And you can experience a lot of fun things. But it takes a lot of work to get to that point. I got to stand up at one point and shoot some video as one of the kids was coming down right after this guy goes, man, I'd love to even just stand up and go down the mountain. And I was going backwards, sitting on my, my toe side, shooting video and going down. Right. It was a different world, but it is a long climb to get there. I heard recently from somebody that said their head was spinning. There's a lot of things going on in business. 
It was getting towards the holidays. It branched out into some new stuff. Starting to really go, oh, wow. When do I slow down? How do I, how do I take some time? How do I, how do, I do family? How do I, how do I do personal? How do I do business? It goes back to something that we've talked about since I started in 2016, putting stuff out. And in 2017, with, with the brand of the podcast going out. One thing that a lot of people want to know in the industry, how do you do business with personal? I have no fucking clue. How about that? No fucking clue. I know that there's business. And I know that there's personal. I don't know how they intermix. And I'm not great at it. I really, really struggle. And I get... Now that I have responsibility on the personal side, I get that pushback. I know that I have a massive business responsibility and something that I've invested into my entire life, right? So I know the importance of the climb. I know the importance of what it means to continue to press forward and get to service customers, to help your business, to grow it, to market, all the different things that goes into business, but I don't know how to intermix the two. So for those of you that are wondering, ha, how, do you, how do you continue? How do you do all this stuff? Listen, it's a climb. It's a journey. There is no answer. It's always a climb. Sometimes when you're climbing, you have to move sideways because you see another point that you want to reach up to, Right? A lot of times when you watch climbers, they don't have a lot on. They might have a little powder that they didn't go reach into. So sometimes you might have to shed because you've got to climb. There's a lot of things you might have to do in order to keep going. There is no answer other than climbing. Always climbing. You have one life. For me, I'm 43. It's a chance that I'm half over. I hope, cross my fingers, there are some people in my family that have reached 100. I still have a living great aunt who has reached 100. Her dad went over 100. So it's possible. I can have another 60 years in life. I don't know. And my daughter asked me just a couple of days ago, hi, dad. What, what would you do? If you did retire, and then she stopped and said, Dad, I don't think you'll ever retire. And I left that kind of joke, right? What would you do if you ever did retire? No clue. It's a climb. Yesterday, when I said I cleaned a couple cars with my daughters, well, I cleaned a car for a guy that I've mentioned here before, but he's my longest customer. So I, I really like the guy. Yeah. You know, he, he came out and chatted with me. They own properties that they build multi-housing apartments. They go through all kinds of shit, right? So we are chatting through all the different things they go through. He's probably in his mid-70s. Hmm. And he's still right. Now, now, is he in the thick of it as the way he was in his 50s? No. But he's still active in his company. He is still, and he goes, yeah. All these expenses, all these things went up. We can't find this. We can't find this. But you know yeah. what? Rent went up. Yeah. And there's a smile on his face. So it's like, yeah. hell yeah, man. 
That's what I hope. I hope my climb, and for all you that want to take steps, and you've reached out about distribution, you're questioning. Listen, the conversations have been really interesting. People that have wondered if they should take a job or they should go stretch out into distribution, right? Should they go into distribution and further on and they see the opportunity, they look around and go, hey, there's nobody else here doing what I think that we can all do together. And so they take that step. It is a continual step climb for decade after decade after decade. So put your boots on, strap up, right? It is what it is. There is no cliche term for this moment. You just do it. And what do you, how do you get your head to stop spinning? How do you continue to keep climbing when everything, all the firefights, everything goes on? You go, well, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. And you're ready to come back Monday morning and keep going. It is a climb. You reach down in, you grab a little powder, you go back up for that next hole that you want to grab so that you can then get your foot braced and push again. It's always a climb. And that's my overall thoughts for 2021. Awesome. Uh, look, this is a longer episode. We wanted to finish out the year, just having a good time saying some things, talking about some things. And, and I think we've done that when you hang out with friends and family around the holidays from Thanksgiving to now, and, and, you know, culminating with new year's Eve and new year's day and that kind of thing. One thing that sticks out to me is there's not a lot of people having a good time. It's been two years of not having fun for a lot of people. I've had the most fun in my life the last two years. (laughs) So I've seen a divide in my life for me, which is part of the reason we opened the shop. And I told you this and I'll say it publicly. I needed a new challenge. I recognized it. Hey, Marty, I think I need to do this. I started diving back into PPF. I've gotten a lot of joy out of that because you know what? Our process isn't perfect yet. Will it ever be? Probably not, but we're developing a process from the ground up. And I have a lot of fun doing that. Just like I've had a lot of fun this first year of hyper clean because we were building the foundation of the next five years. One of the things I can say to people is if you're not having fun, you either got to look at the job you're doing, the company you have, And every day is not going to be fun, but you should be able to look back at a month and go, I did some fun stuff. You should have a smile on your face about getting up. You should have, and again, we're going to share this. You should have a purpose. And I think what I want everybody to do is understand this. There's a lot of things that have swirled around us this year, the podcast, everything. There's a lot of people that have tried to throw arrows at me who don't even know me, but I can tell you this. I had a hell of a time. (laughs) So jokes on them. I've had fun the whole time. Doesn't mean every day has been great. But when I look at my year compared to friends, family, business associates that talk to me, phone calls that we take sometimes from different people, man, they're not having a good time. 
And I don't think that's success. At some point, man, you got to find a way to have a good time, even when shit's hitting the fan. Hey, it didn't, it didn't fun in the moment, but if you can't look back in 24 hours and say, Hey, I made this decision. Ah, I should have done it a little differently, but you know what? We got through it and have a little laugh about it, which Marty and I have done about 8,000 times this just today because maybe, it seems to be a an, lot of vacation, a lot of vacation hour, being used. Yeah. Maybe an hour before the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're dealing with some stuff, which is good. It's not into the world stuff. Not, I mean, it's just things we had planned that aren't going to work out, but if you're not having a good time, man, you guys got to hang it up and you got to find something else to do. And that's just what it comes down to. Like if you, if the coronavirus pandemic has gotten to you, you need to go somewhere for a couple of days, turn the phone off, turn the news off and reset your mind and understand the pandemic. Look, man, it is what it is. I can't change it. Me bitching about it online. Ain't going to change it. You telling me about the government in a Facebook post ain't going to change it. It's not going to change it. Now you want to go do some stuff that leads to change. I'm behind you, but that takes planning. That takes effort. That takes more than a goddamn Facebook post. You aren't doing anything by doing that stuff because nobody cares. Mark Zuckerberg doesn't care <laughs> that you wrote that on your Facebook wall. Nobody cares. Got to have a good time, man. At some point you got to say, I like working on cars. And if you don't, don't do it anymore. There's certain things I don't enjoy doing anymore when it comes to detailing. So what did I tell you? Hey, I'm going to kind of do this over here, right? That's okay. But damn, when you, when you hang out with people around the holidays, you get phone calls during the holidays, what you realize is I've had a lot of fun and everybody else seems like they haven't. And I don't want that for people that listen to us. Honestly, guys, have a good time. You're going to have a lot of hardship. It is what it is. No big deal. Okay, I've had it. Marty has it. We just had it earlier today. This whole laid out plan we've had for a month just collapsed. Not in a bad way. It's just like, oh, well, we didn't realize every human being took three weeks off in December, which we should have known, but we didn't. So we made a mistake and we're going to adjust it. And I got the orders in. And we still bug people enough to get our things and our solvent sent to us and this and that. Hey, it happens. Have a good time, man. New year is coming. Have a good time. Because if you don't, it's just worse. The fires are worse. Everything's worse. And if you've let this two years get to you, I got to tell you, man, don't own a business. Go work for somebody, put a smile on your face. It's a much happier life. I'm going to, we'll close it out with this thought. And you, you, what you said is what made me think of it. Uh, I was sitting in, in a chairlift line. For those of you that have been skiing, hang out for a little bit as you come down the mountain, you're waiting to get in line. We're on the bunny slopes. You know, I've got a 15-year-old girl from Brazil. She's trying to learn. And some things were said from, you know, up on the slope and different things. And, and I, I just took a moment and I was starting to write down some stuff and I, I shared it with her because she's about to go back to Brazil. And, and I, I think this is very pivotal for many people that might be listening. And you, you mentioned something, so it, it sparked mine. So we'll say this and then we'll close it out. I told her, I said, you got to find things that you really enjoy in life if you want to keep doing them. 23 years of sacrificing, right? Because in business, your finances go up and down. It is what it is, you know? You always want them to continue to go, but depends on what things going and depends on where your 
spending your finances to grow another part of your business and however you spend your money will determine where you go in life in a sense. So I told her, I said, listen, we, I learned to sacrifice throughout the year so that I can be here yep. doing what I enjoy. There's not a lot of things that you might get to enjoy in life. There really aren't, right? <laughs> and through all my sacrifice, I was there for then just a moment later, the next day to go get maybe three or four runs by myself, or I could Definitely. just let it go and do whatever I wanted. Got to have a good time, man. You got to have, have a good, good time. You got to find things that you like to do on a regular basis. And then you, you, you sacrifice, you work towards, and then you enjoy, right? You just constantly enjoy things that you like to do. The more things that you can put into your life that you like to do, now granted, and this is the vice versa. This is what I told her. I said, if you're always trying to do things you like, you'll never understand the sacrifice it takes to do the things you really like to do. Yeah. So Agreed. we'll close out on that. We wish everybody the most amazing, happy holidays, moving into the new year, all the things that are coming out from the HyperClean team and what we're going to do to help support and also guide and encourage in your climb. We're really excited about what's going to happen in 2022. So, Nick, thanks for all the work, everything that you have put in for community over 2021, there's massively amount of people that their lives have been changed. Their financial, their lifestyle, their business, things that go on inside of their family and what's going to happen for their future has been changed because of what you've been doing for the community. So, man, Nick, thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you, man. And uh, thank everybody out there. Everybody have a great new year. We're going to see you you know, next week and get ready to explode in 2022, man. Let's have some fun. Let's do it. All right, man. Bye, have a good night. See ya.